Welcome to machine learning. So I've uh, returned back to logistic regression and uh, I'm looking at uh, multiple variable selection. So some of the uh, examples that we've done in data where um, you apply logistic regression uh, only has a few variables, like you might uh, be looking at four or five variables. But uh, the question is, is how do you know which variables improve performance on the uh, model? And so um, the question can be solved by stepwise refinement. And what you want to look at is area under the curve. So the area under the curve is looking at the probability of having the correct answer, true positive or true negative, moving along the diagonal on the confusion matrix. So we want to plug that, uh, the probabilities in and see uh, which, how the different features affect the probability outcomes. And that's called stepwising. So the first step is to calculate um, the, uh, we want to look at the candidate features and the existing, the current features. So, and then the candidate features, we will um, look at the, each one and determine its area under the curve and find out which of the candidate features that we're passing has the best um, uh, AUC probability. So the, the, the perfect model is a value of one and a random model is point, point 0.5. So you wanna have somewhere in between point 0.5 and one uh, for your AUC, AUC. And then we, we could pass in a group of features to the uh, next uh, AUC and that function that we create and uh, then based on the uh, based on the logistic regression fit it will then return the probabilities back to us and we can then calculate those probabilities into uh, an AUC score and then look for the uh, feature that we add that's gonna that will <clears throat> uh, give us the highest highest probability and then that becomes the new feature to our model so when you go through that process it's it um, makes you realize that possibly that logistic regression is a good starting place for building your data model and uh, because then you can see if any of the fields are correlated. So let's say like you have a strong correlation between um, two variables, then you could remove one of the variables and still get the same level of, of accuracy. And the brain somehow does that too. It's kind of interesting because um, as we get older, we have more neurons that are, are dying off. We don't replace those neurons. Yet the brain seems to um, be capable of classifying and decision making uh, fairly, fairly efficiently, even as we efficient as we get older. And so neural nets are can also be pruned, and 
a large percentage of the neural net can be removed and still maintain a um, high degree of efficient of, of accuracy. Uh, so that's that's a good because we we want to so we don't want to get into the case of overfitting. So if, sometimes if you have too many features, that can lead to overfitting, and uh, the overfitting then will have a tendency then to uh, reduce the generalization of the model because we want a, a model that. Uh, generalizes very well so when we get new inputs that it correctly classifies uh, or, or finds the correct trend on the, on the new data that's being introduced to the model. So when things go bad, which they will in, the, in uh, your model, you have to have a way to visualize it um, and one way is to use uh, coefficient correlations. Just check to see which uh, coefficients are correlated with each other, and um, and those those uh, features are candidates for removal. So then, once you get your model optimized, then you can go through any new features that you're gathering and see if they improve the model. So if you add a new feature, you check the probabilities, the AUC, if it improves the model, then uh, then you add that to the model. And um, it was interesting because they say that some companies have thousands of features that they're tracking in their models. But you don't want to just take every feature that you've, you collect and then put that into your model and think that's going to improve the overall accuracy. So your predictions are going to have to be, you're going to have to check each one of the features and kind of stepwise it and also correlate uh, the features between each other. And then that will improve your model. So that was kind of the eye-opener today. Um, because I've kind of wondered about how do you go about deciding what features to keep in your model? And... Uh, without having some way of, of statistically comparing or numerically comparing uh, between features, it would seem like it was kind of biased or ad hoc. And so then you would get caught in the trap of overfitting where then you're looking at uh, fitness, uh, best fitness results, you're looking at uh, ROC, you're looking at AUC. Um, but maybe not on the features, but on the overall system. And you really then would be randomly adding features and removing features and not really understanding what is the root cause for the uh, inaccuracies. The also one other thing that I, I did like about the logistic regression tool is that you could um, apply a graph to it and it would then show you on the model the logic tree and the rules that it discovered uh, for making a decision. And uh, that was a, a, quite an eye-opener too because um, it then will give you the ability to see the rules that the system is discovering in the data 
And that uh, may be obvious, but then you might discover that there are some hidden rules in the data that you weren't aware of, and uh, that can then help improve process. So as you discover these hidden rules in the data, um, and then as you analyze them, you might find that there are some anomalies in the data that business process didn't account for or were um, strange. And that's kind of the fourth point to AI is finding things that are kind of strange or weird. And um, and so the, uh, you, looking at and analyzing the, those roles can reveal some strangeness in the data. So you might also do some statistical plotting, like using box plot to look for the outliers that are above the 95th percentile in terms of overall population. So these are groups that are kind of way out there on the edge. And that could cause you to ask some questions, what, what was happening on those edge cases? Sometimes when you see a black swan, you should pay attention because it might be such a rare occurrence that it would almost be construed as impossible. One was the uh, junk bond mar- uh, junk bond market meltdown during uh, the long-term capital management, where they thought that they had the perfect model for analyzing risk on covered calls and puts. And the, the math looked like it was very solid, so they, they put more and more money in. But they didn't consider these outlier cases where uh, there were problems with currencies in Russia, and then as a result of that, that caused uh, the hot emerging markets to panic in, in Asia. And, uh, and then they had a significant meltdown in the junk bond market. long-term capital management was bought up by the Federal Reserve for $150 billion. Too big to fail, is what they said. But that was a single company. When you have a economy that moves into too big to fail, then you have to restart everything. And so the phrase that they're using now is... uh, they're going to reboot the economy. And, uh, and I want to make sure that in, if they do that reboot, that it doesn't destroy our currency. I would rather see a repudiation of debt than an attempted reboot, because that's a scary, scary term. Because we have a constitution, it's a well-established, uh, it's well-established law, it's the supreme law of the land, and it provides for our liberties and justice and our laws. And so the wisdom of 200 years since this, or, uh, or so since the uh, signing of the Constitution and uh, the laws that are governed by the Constitution should not be done away. And if you redo or change a currency, you in essence have changed the government. So that, those, uh, those, I think the dollar should be preserved. Uh, 
It should not be replaced with an international currency, and I think the Constitution should be preserved um, so that we can keep our sovereignty and our identity as a nation. Well, another day back at work and looking at logistic regression, building my multivariable models and thinking about um, how uh, this wall will become useful to companies. And if you have a company that you're thinking about using logistic regression to build your data model, uh, there's a great course on DataCap called uh, Predictive Analytics, and I recommend uh, you, you study that.